how can I manage that back-to-school stress, overwhelm, and anxiety? It's not a silly question. Grab yourself a cuppa, find a quiet space, and join me, Carly Thompson, as we talk about that back-to-school stress, overwhelm, and anxiety, and some practical things you can do to help manage it. Have you ever experienced that feeling of stress moving into that overwhelm and starting in a state of anxiety? I have. Just get me thinking about the school year. Imagine with me for a moment. You're looking at your student list for the year. Okay, I have 30 in my class. That's a full class. That's okay though. Great kids. Then you begin to check their profiles. This one is anaphylactic to egg, needs an EpiPen. Begin to pray under your breath. Oh, God, please don't let anything happen this year. Note, EpiPen goes everywhere. Next, you begin to look at all the learning needs. Some require support, some require extension, and you're thinking about each and every one of those individual students and how you're going to meet their needs. How am I going to do this, you start to think. What supports are there? How much support am I as the teacher going to get in the classroom from SLSOs or other areas in the school to support these children's learning needs? Then you begin to think about their social and emotional beings and you're thinking about, well, this one's got parents going through a rough divorce, so make sure I'm keeping an eye on them and checking in with them regularly. This one's having trouble with friendships. This one seems to be having some poor social skills over here. Okay, we need to do a little bit of intervention there. And then in the middle of that thinking, it always seems to happen. Your teaching buddy pops their head in and they say, hey, do you mind coaching the soccer team again this year? Training once a week at least. And you're thinking to yourself, there goes another lunch break. Your mind wanders and you're thinking about the new syllabus, how to incorporate deeper thinking strategies into your programs. There's camps and excursions and extra duties and and <laughs> haven't you already felt the stress as I talked? Perhaps you even hit overwhelmed. Well, my beautiful friends, you are not alone. This is a normal feeling for us teachers. We all go through it. I'm not here to make you overwhelmed or stressed or anxious. So let's, let's no more of that. No more of that talk. No, let's talk about ways we can manage all of the to-dos and stay healthy in our minds. But it is going to take a little bit of courage on your behalf, okay? Let's take a little moment to just step into a biblical story. And I, I love going to the book of Joshua and imagining myself in his shoes. Can you imagine how he actually was feeling when he was told to cross the Jordan and take possession of the land? He had to go and tell people who felt comfortable and safe to come and fight this battle with him. People with wives and homes and children. Can you imagine how stressed he was? 
how overwhelmed he may have been thinking about all the things to do to organize these people for battle and crossing the Jordan. And if he stayed in that thought process, I can imagine that anxiety would have slowly crept down to the deep pits of his gut, right? But here's a beautiful thing about this story. Over and over again, God tells Joshua to be strong and courageous. So Joshua 1, 6, 1, 7, and 1, 9, he has said it three times. And when you see things being repeated three times in the Bible, that means it's really, really important. This was no ordinary day stressor either. This is a big event that he was really being asked to lead. <laughs> Lives could be lost people's families broken. So much pressure. Joshua had been preparing for this time his whole life. He was trained and equipped in battle and leadership and God was giving him the green light. Let me read Joshua 1 verse 9 to you. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I can imagine in the midst of all the overwhelm or the stress or the anxiety that perhaps Joshua may have felt at times, he would have come back to that truth that God had promised to go with him wherever he went. And I can see him in my mind stopping taking a deep breath, pausing in the presence of God. Selah, God is with me. For most of us, we too have trained and prepared to teach for at least four years at university. And if you have been a teacher for some time, you definitely have some years of knowledge and experience in your tool belt You have probably even prayed about the year ahead and believe you have God's green light to keep on teaching. Yet despite all the knowing, equipping and speaking courage to your soul, you still feel stressed, anxious or even overwhelmed. Now check out episode two for more on overcoming overwhelm. As always, I recommend that you see a professional if you are recognizing consistent stress, anxiety, or overwhelm in your life, you may need some specific tools to help you find your way forward. And if you find yourself feeling all of these stressed, overwhelmed, or anxious feelings, it's really, really important to stop, just like Joshua would have, and take a moment to acknowledge that God goes with you. Pause, be still in his presence. Breathe deep, all of his love and goodness towards you. Now, if you're in the middle of a lesson, you may need to call for some DEA time, drop everything and read. But if it happens before or after school, Simply putting it down. The work, the conversations, whatever it is in that moment and taking a sila moment. Stop and listen. In her book, Atlas of the Heart, Brene Brown writes, 
Feeling stressed and feeling overwhelmed seem to be related to our perception of how we are coping with our current situation and our ability to handle the accompanying emotions. Some questions to ask yourself when you stop and pause. Am I coping? Can I handle this? Am I inching towards the quicksand? She then quotes, John Kabat-Zinn, describing overwhelm as the all-too-common feeling that our lives are somehow unfolding faster than the human nervous system and psyche are able to manage well. And guess what his best suggestion is when we find ourselves in this state? Mindful play or no agenda or non-doing time. This may mean when the class head out to lunch, you take five to 10 minutes to just lay on the floor behind your desk and breathe. Though I would suggest to set a timer just in case you fall asleep. (laughs) It may mean going out and kicking a ball with some of the kids just for fun. It could also look like grabbing a mindful coloring in book. I love the scripture ones. And you can sit in your lunch break and take five minutes to just sit and color. You might be someone who loves to get outdoors, so grab your joggers and take a 10-minute stroll enjoying the fresh air and the sun on your skin. Why not put on some worship music and soak in God's nearness? What helps you to be present in the moment? Try that. Pay attention. Be present to the here and now. That's what stopping is all about. Here's the thing. The research tells us that we cannot process other emotional information accurately and this sense of heightened being most often results in poor decision making. Your emotions are outweighing your focus. Your clarity, gone. Bad decision making, almost certain. So stop. Pause. Sila, practice some mindful play, some being still, being present to God, whatever you need to help bring you back down. One thing that I know that contributes to my stress at school is time management. How am I going to get all of this done with this amount of time? So here are five super easy tips to help you manage your time well and maybe even get some more time for that mindful play. Number one, set your work hours. Okay, I know it's nearly impossible at report season, but be realistic for all the other times and do set yourself some good work boundary hours. Do you work from 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. or 5 p.m.? What's going to work for you? Maybe it looks different for each day of the week. Maybe you've got some things that you need to intentionally book in, like a super amazing reformer Pilates class. Yes, I am a big fan. (laughs) My second one is use a to-do list to prioritize tasks. It really does make a difference. There's always more we can be doing, right? But if you prioritize what actually needs to get done over all the things that you would just really like to do, You're at least going to get the things that must be done over the line and perhaps you're going to create some room and headspace for those other things as well. Number three, 
have a copy period or afternoon where you are going to pre-copy all of your resources for the weeks or days ahead. Sometimes a whole week might feel overwhelming. So you might be every couple of days you set aside some time and print all of the things that you need so that you're set for the week ahead. Number four, timetable what you will do in your RFF hours and after school. Put those things in as non-negotiables. Make time to get your work done so that you can go home and play. Number five, and this one's really important, please ask for help. If you are struggling to manage things well, to manage your time well, have some courage. I want to call this courage out of you. I want to give you permission to ask for help. Lay down that pride and ask that teacher who seems to be super organized to help you find ways to manage your time better too. Often those who have been in the profession for a long time can tell you what's important to tend to and what's less important. And sometimes when you're new in the profession, you just want to do all of it really, really well. And we don't want you to burn out. We don't want you to stress out. We don't want you to feel overwhelmed. So please reach out to somebody that you can see is doing a really good job, somebody that you trust, or somebody in your leadership team to help you with your time management and to tend to what is most important. So be courageous, sweet soul. Have the courage to stop, to breathe, to be present so that you can think clearly. Please go see a counsellor if the overwhelm is too much on a regular basis or talk to your supervisor about ways they can help you manage your time and tasks. And sometimes you can say no to that friend that sticks their head in and says, how about you take on something else? Maybe check out episode 16 on a healthy yes and a healthy no to help you with that one. Thanks for joining me for episode 43 of It's Not a Silly Question, a spiritual soul timeout for teachers. You can find more episodes and resources on my website at carlythompson.com or you can DM me on Instagram at carlythompson underscore faithrightteach. Remember, it takes courage to tend to your mental health, to your personal life, It takes courage to stop and breathe and be present when you are feeling overwhelmed, stressed or anxious. It takes courage to prioritise that above getting something done and being productive or making decisions. That five minute mindful play, that pause and do nothing, that sit and connect with your creator can change everything. Seek professional help for some extra tools. Reach out to people at work. Be attentive to God's presence with you in that moment. His gift of creation all around you can bring you right back into those happy places. Allow me to leave you with a quote from Dr. Alicia Britt Sholey's book, The Sacred Slow, A Holy Departure from Fast Faith. She writes, God keeps our hearts peaceful, sound, complete, well, when we keep our minds trustful, steadfast upon Him.